0: Hey guys, it's Justin Hill here. Strap on your high heels and put on your pads cause we're going drag racing. Ah crap, she's bottomed out guys. Play the music. Welcome to Stan Original RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under The Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Hill, and today we are at our second last episode of this season of the podcast because I am going to catch up with our equal second place runner-up gals. I've got Hannah Conda and Queen Kong joining me. The finale of the show was absolutely epic. We had so much fun and Spanky was such an incredible winner. But today we're going to chat with two of our favourite girls who truly are such good friends in real life. Here it is. And joining me today is our lovely second runner-up. It is Hannah Conda. I'm going to say at this point you and Queen are like equal second place, right?
1: Yeah, that's how we're reading in a situation. I'm sorry, there was no elimination before that final lip sync or anything like they usually do. So we're like, we're tired for runner-up. So
0: you could also <laughs> just say that you were
1: an unannounced winner. Well, I don't want to, I don't want I don't want to put words in people's mouths, but I have been <laughs> emailed and told that I've been robbed. So
0: <laughs> hey, um, oh man, I've got so many things I want to talk to you about, but I guess first up. I want to say something that I have been telling people since we were at the finale recently is that the difference with this year's final three and just with you girls in general is that City, as I sat next to you three on the stage and we watched Spanky announced as the winner, you guys are genuinely the best of friends. And I just kept overhearing snippets of your conversation and how loving you are towards each other and you know, it didn't matter who it was that won. It just was like it made my heart melt listening to the relationship that you have with your sisters. Is it
1: a lie or is that true? <laughs> We've the whole thing and you heard it here first. <laughs> no, it's um, it was one of those things, you know, when you're in a situation like that, you can, it can either break you or it can make something magical. And I think that's what happened in our case. It kind of just bonded us. Um, and we're very, very similar in so many ways, but we're also very different. Our, um, it's our differences that kind of come together and sort of allow us to complement each other really well. It's a weird, just, we just belong. Like if you you so know, if you had us all in a lineup with all these different people, I doubt many people would pick the three of us to be like, "Oh yeah, they they're the best of friends." But um, so I think we're it's
0: something together that not many people go through. That's the thing.
1: Yeah, and we were the last three standing, so we, you know, got to complete the complete the game, as it were. And um, yeah, I just I find you know I just found myself in a place where I just could trust them. I felt comfortable with them. We've been through the same experience. And I'm just genuinely like, wanted to be around them. I always find myself in, um, you know, being the third wheel of different groups. Like here in Sydney, I've, i, I third with myself with Charisma and Carmen. And don't yeah. think that that's over, Charisma and Carmen. I'm just, <laughs> you know, still coming back. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got, you know, Spanky and Queen, but, um, something about threes. I don't know. Like yeah. It forms a triangle. Angles are strong, so. Threesomes, I mean, Riesomes.
0: menage
1: trois, you know. Yeah, perhaps, you know, it, I don't know. It's Just They're just magical people and I just love them to bits, you know. Yeah, it and was, they it was me just laugh.
0: beautiful. It was beautiful to watch and it was very evident that there's like a strong connection there, you know, with you and your sisters. And let's talk about your drag race journey and the fact that you have had essentially I mean not just RuPaul but the panel of judges on one of the biggest shows in the world tell you that your drag is impeccable and I mean we we know that because anyone who has seen you at a gig I remember one of the gigs I saw you do was a um oh you were the scarlet witch and you had like Uh, um, (laughs) lights on your hands and then at one point you were waving a dildo around as the little mermaid like just very PG
1: (laughs) it's very me I like a mixed bag
0: (laughs) but your drag I mean and it's it's got more to do with just the visuals though like I mean your makeup is obviously always flawless your outfits are incredible but anyone who's seen you at a show knows it's well thought out it's well put together it's not slapped together it's I mean you you really are a drag excellence and how does it feel to have someone like RuPaul reaffirm that to you it
1: was so um, the word I think I'd use. It was epic for them to see, that, you know, the hard work that goes into what I do. I like I like to um you know, make sure that I'm always putting my heart and soul into what I do with drag, and um have it recognized by them was really wonderful. I wish they recognized it more, so I could have won. Um, <laughs> taking the piss um no but it was like it was so overwhelming and I think that is, means you know more than anything is the fact that you know you could see the hard work that I put in there and it was appreciated and, and that makes it worthwhile um and I think but you know, I, I, I don't necessarily feel that you know I spend tons and tons of money on drag and it's what I do is I'm just very smart with how I use it and you know, I make sure that um i put things away if i you know can't use it then and i say that you know drag is hoarding so that's you know how a lot of these things happen is that like i've hoarded something for years and then i'm like oh yeah that'll work um you know so i kind of want you know even though you know like i do present something very polished i want to know like I want younger entertainers coming up to know that it's still very accessible it's just Mm. about being smart and how you, you you do your drag and how you utilize things and um and uh yeah, it was just, it was mind-blowing. Uh, on, the, on the other side of that is I've been going to therapy and um, I've been kind of going through this thing where I'm trying to escape this idea of perfection. Mm. That is something I've lived with for a long time. And when I don't feel like I've kicked the goal like and won, um, uh, I'm not perfect. you know Mm. everything needed to be perfect and I was always envious of people that you know looked like they had it all together and I suppose in the world of social media that is just heightened absolutely Um, yeah and I like looking at these people and to be honest half the people that I was looking at I'm like I actually wouldn't want to spend time with these bastards anyway I don't like (laughs) these people but I just wanted to be like perfect it was weird and so I had to kind of have a breakup with perfection and that sort of happened as like before I left for the show and then when, when I got yeah, I was kind of put into this space where I was like, oh Hannah's perfect, she's polished as this she mm. and she's that. Like, and I'm like, oh my God, no, I'm like, I'm more than that. I'm different. You're like all you know, oh, that therapy. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And it sounds really like weird. And like for some going, oh, well, you're getting great praise and whatever. It's like, you know, I think because I feel like I if I if I have that level sort of pushed on me, like in the makeover week, and I didn't succeed to a level that um, you know maybe the the viewers at home expected me to um you know the fall is further because you know myself while I was there I was like oh well that's the way the cookie crumbles I don't want to go home but you know, I was fine because I've been doing that work and it kind of rewatching watching it kind of triggered me a little bit could go yeah, totally. oh shit you know what I mean um so that's the thing. It's lovely to hear all that. And I, you know, I, and I'm still going to maintain my level of excellence. Absolutely. Yes. But um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not scared of failing. I think is a, is what I'm going to say. Well, that's um, the
0: thing is like, it's, you know, you talk about social media and you talk about, you know, like that perceived um, idea of, of being perfect. But I think that there's a difference that you need to understand is that w- w- what you do makes us feel good. And uh... it, and it that's what's great. And as a viewer, like I look at you and I like God, not for one second did I think in that makeover challenge that you didn't succeed. It's just like, I mean, you you were you got an old man. I mean, it's <laughs> it's like trying to paint makeup on a nutsack, like you know.
1: <laughs> I tell you how, like I said, I turned to Queen when we were doing that makeup and I looked at her and I said, have you ever painted an eyebrow in the fold of someone's skin. And she's like, What? And I was like, I was torting her skin and like pulling it tight so I could get into it. I drew the eyebrow, and, and as I let go, the eyebrow just went just gone. I was like, what <laughs> Wait, j-? it disappeared. Yeah, it <laughs> folded in. And I was like, Because I ta- I pulled the skin tight so I could like oh, get it on. God. And then I let it go and it just went whoop. On. It just,
0: <laughs> <laughs> just sucked back into some inner fold of his skin. Yeah, Bless I'm, him. Well, we laughed we laughed
1: and laughed oh, and laughed God. but um yeah like it, it was a it was a it, look I still appreciated the time with Tony he was a fun yeah. time he was an interesting character um
0: but I think that like your work on Tony just proves that you're drag and that's why I said at the start it's not just about how you look it's like the whole package with you and I think that It was probably great that Tony's makeup wasn't perfect because what you did is you gave him a drag journey and you allow and and what I would like you to look at that situation and see is that what you gave us was um, you were his drag mother. And you gave him a great time and you showed that different part of your drag, which is what's on the inside. Yeah. And as and we've gotten to know you on our screens, but as people will get to know you more as you become this incredible superstar is that they'll know that the outside is f- amazing, but it's actually what's on the inside. Uh-oh. i want to talk about the the journey as a whole and i would love to know if other than you know kind of reaching the end with your sisters and that moment and and all of that build up to that is there another little moment throughout the show or another episode that you just think oh god i'm just going to treasure that forever like
1: that was just really special yeah, for me, there's two things that sort of stand out for me, and that's um, first is Snatch Game. I was so proud of myself. Oh, ah, like, you were so good. <laughs> the best time. And, like, oh, sorry, I just knocked the desk. Um, So, yeah, that was the best day, and, like, I just remember that very fondly. I had a great time doing Snatch Game. Um, So that's one of the highlights. But I, I think the other one for me was being able to um, – with queen in uh it was episode two or three um where we had that really i think important yep. conversation about, it was episode three really important conversation um about you know ag and race and racism and stuff and that's really really um important for myself mm. and for queen and it was a conversation that we'd had off camera and mm. um, we felt was important as both of us being leaders in our community and in our circles that we had that conversation and showcased how you can talk to each other with these situations, with these heavy topics, without it being, um, you know, getting into a fight or an argument or people getting to or hurt. You, know, yeah. you can have the conversations and be vulnerable and be open and share those, uh, your thoughts and feelings without feeling like you're going to be taken down for it. And speaking of Queen, there was something that she
0: said, and I would love for you to give us an insight into it. She said her love language is affirmations.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: you know, and you can kind of tell that on the show. Um, but, and I, you know, sort of secondary to that, I would love to know what your love language is, because I feel like this is something we don't speak a lot about yet. We are all, we all have a love language. We all do it. Yeah. And I would love to know what it is that you do to make others feel loved.
1: Make us feel loved. It depends on the person I will do. You know, I like, I'm very much in tune, like I'm a Cancerian, so I get very in tune with Uh, what everyone is sort of feeling so I like to make sure I you know give the love that I I can you know give in their own way Um, I'm terrible at gifts though I hate giving yeah I hate it I just don't like gift giving I don't know why just (laughs) not for me
0: (laughs) I thought you'd be great at gift
1: giving no I get so upset I get so overwhelmed with like you know the fear of not um yeah yeah so i like that's not for me but i definitely am a like i definitely a words of affirmation i love telling people i love them and and i love affection as well i love being like or held or you know cuddled. that's definitely for me um i think the two that stand out the most um and uh my partner jack he's um acts of service so you can uh you can imagine that for me you know yeah him cleaning the dishes is lovely but when i'm sitting there like excuse me
0: What you touch, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) lay on top of me for a little while.
1: (laughs) Hold me, (laughs) validate me.
0: (laughs) Hey, I could talk to you forever about your art and what you do, but I mean, I guess I just want to leave it with um, just saying that you are an incredible drag queen. You always have been an incredible drag queen inside and out. I find you incredibly present every time I talk to you, and um. I know you won't, but don't ever change because you're you're really great at what you do. And I think that this is—I mean, you already were doing so well in drag, and this just feels like it's a beautiful ski jump into who knows what's next. And I hope yeah. I hope you're excited about it because I know that we
1: are. Oh, it honestly it means the world. Like, I don't plan on changing. That's too hard for me. And again, <laughs> I think any other time in my life, you know, I was always thinking about if I did Drag Race earlier, what would have outcome and like where would I have gone and I think right now in my life this is like you know being in my 30s I've learned a lot I've done a lot of work on myself a lot of therapy I'm in a you know a stable relationship and I'm I think for once I'm really genuinely happy and I think that is kind of you know cemented I don't need to be anyone but who I am Um, and I think my goal from now is to just keep pushing forward doing what I love to do and sharing like sharing my love of dragon, you know, and my stories with people so they can find a, a little bit of comfort and solace in you know, you know, I've been there and I've done that. You can too, you know, and yeah. like come to the gay place because it's be magical. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> and not all snakes are bitches, you know.
1: No, no you know, <laughs> like I said, I'll, you know, I'll slither into your heart and um, suffocate you with my tenderness and my love. So oh
0: God, such beautiful words. Hannah Gonda, it's been so great to see you on our TVs. I can't wait to see what's next for you. But I know for one thing, I will be seeing you on Oxford Street yelling out some bingo yeah. numbers or, you know, performing some show and I cannot wait to have a Bevergina with you very soon.
1: Oh, I can't wait, Justin. Will you look after yourself? Be fabulous. And um, yeah, I'll see you on Oxford Street, bitch. Oh, <laughs> thanks.
0: <laughs> Thank you. And joining me on the podcast today, as I said to Hannah Conda in equal second place, it is our Pacifica Royalty, Queen Kong. Welcome. It's so good to finally get to talk to you.
1: Oh,
2: hi, baby. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God, how exciting.
0: I, uh, You know what? I thought you were going to take it out. Missed it by a bee's dick, as yeah. we would say in Australia.
2: Oh, my God, it was so close. Like I, we were sitting there, we were, all three of us were holding each other's hands, and when I was watching, I was like, oh, my God. Maybe it is going to be me. And then when they got to the interviews, I was like, nope, definitely spanky. <laughs> <laughs> definitely spanky. Like, all my good answers.
0: <laughs> one not- um, one thing that I said to Hannah that was really evident and it was so surreal sitting next to you on the stage as they were, as Rue announced who the winner was, is that the three of you are just the best of friends and I can see the sisterhood and I just wish that I could share, what I was seeing next to me with the three of you holding each other's hands and, you know, um, Spanky occasionally saying, oh, I'm going to throw up. And then, you <laughs> know, there was just, <laughs> there was just so much. too much. I was like, girl,
1: stop. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, slow <laughs> down. <funny stuff> is.
0: <laughs> um, is that the most prized possession that you have coming out the other side of this competition? Is that sisterhood that you've got with the girls?
2: Oh, babe, literally. Like, I think, you know, the, the thing about, you know, the win was cute, but, like, yeah, those two girls are going to be sisters for life because of what we experienced, you know, and also <clears throat> we all, all three of us looked up for each other, really looked up for each other when things were hard on the show. You know, we, I really got to see who these people are as people, you know, Spanky, obviously, as as we saw on the TV show, absolutely exceptional human being, you know, she's just, like, your big sis, your mom, your dad. <laughs> you know, she's everything. And then Hannah as well, you know, that... We really looked out for each other, you know. Like when Spanky needed something, if she needed a hairstyle, like I would, I would style the hair. You know, Hannah would lend the pads. So like we that's all, why her
0: drag got so
1: good.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe we were, we were all like, it took a village. We were, we were helping each other out, you know. And in turn, she was helping me from, you know, staying out of my head. You know, Hannah saying, making me laugh. So I think we really, really championed each other. And really, by that, by the time we got to that last episode, we were. I felt bad with the producers because they're like, we need more drama. We we're like, well. <laughs> Look on the news and go and watch drama
0: there. I feel like, isn't that a beautiful moment that you can get to when um, there's no competition between you, but what you are doing is you're sharing your knowledge with each other, which is, I think, what a lot of queens do and a lot of drag mothers like yourself is that you are passing on the knowledge that you know to someone else. And it was beautiful to see and also great to know that that's what you were doing
2: thank you love you know and i think the other thing too for me like and i think the, the beautiful thing about hannah and spanky is like uh, like i've always struggled in australia with finding queens that um finding queens to connect with you know like i've, I've always sat in a space of being like a drag mom you know yeah. always being someone that's mentoring and, and like the relationship's beautiful but it's not reciprocal you know and we're not at the same level whereas like with hannah and spanky they really taught me how to be a sister you know and, yeah. and the idea of, of being a of, being able to lean on someone and actually receive and ask for help like yeah. you know they, uh so so it's so refreshing and i know i've got friends and family for life and yeah either way like if panel one, spanky what like it was a celebration regardless because we got there and so yeah when seeing spanky when like oh you know i'm so proud of both of them but yes. i'm so proud of spanky she what she represents, you know, as what needs to be championed more. You know, I think more often than not, drag race has become such a thing where queens are just spending a massive amount of money to yeah. look like superstars, which is great. But I'm like, you know, Spanky really defies that because, you know, she is just she obliterated the competition. Like she was, and Hannah too, they both just soared and they're exceptional. So I'm so excited for, you know, the fact that. Um, Spanky's going to inspire a new generation we're going to see more Spanky Jacksons you know in our community across the world we need it yeah we really need that
0: do you know what though you you are so gracious in in talking about other people but you really need to give yourself credit and well, good while good. it's evident that you were absolutely incredible in this show and that makeover challenge was just chef's kiss like you <laughs> were so great well, one thing I think that people need to know more about with you is um, your work outside of drag and outside of Drag Race with the House of Kong. And I just think the fact that you are you are a young person and you're providing a safe space for young queens, and if even if it whether it's physical or whether it's an emotional space for those kids you you really need to be commended for that incredible work that you are doing and, and the way that you are leading the way as, as a leader in our community so that those people can follow behind you. And I think more people need to know about the House of Kong and be that if any of your drag daughters join the show or just the fact that it should be spoken about more because it's incredible work. And, and I just, I feel, you know, very proud to have sat next to you and to to know that you're the driving force behind that. It's fantastic.
2: Oh, I appreciate it. That means a lot. You know, I think, I think, drag for me has always been well for me because I I was a product I think if anything like I was a product of a house you know because like being of color you know being queer you know you, you more often than not most of us come from families that don't know how to love and accept us you know so we're either kicked out of home or we have to leave you know and find chosen families and I was so fortunate to have you know drag mummers who really kept me safe you know especially in the formative years you know because things can go either way you can either go down totally. a good path or a bad path like and we see so many examples of that in our community and so you know like when i got to a point where i could pay it forward you know i want to and it's, it's not nothing about like what it gives to me it's just more about you know, again, paying it forward, but based on what I receive, because I know the benefits of what it's done for myself, you know, yeah, and definitely. seeing like some of my kids grow and seeing, you know, most of them are off the streets. Most of them are now in uni. They're working, you know, some of them don't even do drag anymore, but it was, it was a way for them to find a bit of space and to find value in themselves, you know, to access the superhero, you know, within themselves to go out and go, well, well you know what? I am the one and I'm going to go and be the one up there. I'm like, listen, live yeah. girl, live your life. I love
0: it. So, And that's, that's the real meaning working. of drag, like-
2: isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drag is so powerful, you know, it mm. been, and it's really important. You know, so many people are like, you're so serious. But I'm like, life is serious, darling. Like-
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I wanted to ask you too about the real life reaction to you being on the show because you spent a lot of time out of the country at the Fringe Festival, right? So you weren't even in the your hometown or your home country to have people say to you oh my god you're queen kong i love you like was it weird being i mean i'm sure people at you know around the festival and stuff but you were probably so busy you barely even had time to stop and think about it babe it was wild because
2: like yeah like i i had booked an hitamara fringe festival with the company i work for grace factory and like yeah literally we got there and like but this is the thing. You, I, I under, underestimated how many people watch Drag Race. Drag Race is one of the most popular. Well, it is the most popular TV show across the world. So even me walking down the street in Edinburgh, and no, this is not even exaggeration. It's like every second person knew who I was. Like even at a drag, you know. So like to the point where they're like filming me walk down the street, someone one day I was manging out on a freaking platter of oysters on the on the street. <laughs> And someone's literally suddenly like filming and zooming in on me like having a, like making out with this voice stress. So I'm like, well, we definitely can't eat in public anymore because we'll get canceled. <laughs> so like, you know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. it was wild being on the other side of the world and also being outside of our community and, and feeling love and support from people who aren't even connected to what drag is here and down under, like it was wild. So. I spent four weeks there and, and and watched four episodes while I was at the festival. And by the time I came back, it was the episode where I won. So I was like, "Thank God!" Ooh, <laughs> lucky. Bit, people, lucky. People, <laughs> like, get up your head, stop it, don't. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> um, am I right in saying, and this is just my observation of you know watching you as a performer because you know I I knew going into this that you were. not someone to mess with on the stage but then also seeing you just like flourish that your drag is meaningful your drag always has purpose and um, a reason behind it and an education and I don't think I've ever seen you do anything without some element of your culture history is that something that you actively put into your drag every time you put your mug on
2: absolutely and you know i think you nailed it on the head i think um the way i view drag like I, like before drag i was like a contemporary artist for like 13 years full time and i've always been aware that my point of difference has been my perspective you know and, and where i come from and as an artist you know i think rather than thinking about art and thinking about like deconstructing or you know re- reinventing the wheel like i've always been so clear about my perspective as a pacific island like um chief you know as a as a as um, somebody that's going to afford our stories and being a storyteller. So any chance that I get, you know, to to create something, you know, in our culture, all dances and music have meaning. You know, everything has a, holds a purpose. And so that's how I view my art in every facet, you know, drag, choreography, like, anything makeup hair like everything's so referential and an opportunity to really you know speak to uh, a narrative that isn't necessarily spoken about you know um mm. so, so yeah so it's definitely very heavy and I don't know I'm an activist at heart and so I feel like the way that the activism is, has really migrated um you know from the uh, Martin Luther King days is we've really become a lot more eloquent and a lot more sophisticated about how we mm. fight and more strategic because you have to be you know because I think that the main thing about the way that I fight it's not even necessarily being about like you know we are we were hard done by and you guys are wrong it's like okay this it's having the awareness of we, that we come from that but also knowing that I was born in a generation where I was raised in a western environment western education sexuality pop culture there were so many things that influenced me you know as a pacific island artist as a person of color you know so therefore my group of friends reflect that, you know, I've got, you know, Hanaconda is an example, like you know, that's that that conversation we had, I'm going, this is the conversations we need to have because these yeah. are the conversations as a society we struggle with how to stand hand in hand when there's been a disc- discrepancy happened, or there's been an issue that's happened. How do we, you know, um, respect each other, you know, and then move forward together hand in hand. And so, you know, this was an opportunity uh, that's always an opportunity for me to to speak to this this movement and also to afford any kind of thinking and challenge, you know, the system that we work in. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's very serious and I, I I take it um take it very seriously.
0: Yeah. But also too, it's this subtleties of what you do as well. And like I know I saw in on one of your Instagram stories that or some of your Instagram stories that your followers were absolutely tickled pink to hear the chi who in in Samoa and you know in in the in who is she. And it's just like I, I just feel like, you know, when I went back and listened to it and I was like, I mean, for me, first of all, I heard the Cardi beat ow, <laughs> <the> smile,
1: <laughs> which was so good.
0: But yeah. I think you, what you're doing for little Pacifica kids and even adults is like you're showing them that you are worthy to be someone just like anyone else. And I think that also has a domino effect on the LGBT community as well, because, you know, we're also a minority and and have been, you know, had our hardships as well. But I just, you have to, you have to understand. I mean, I think you understand that, like, it's the the big um, shouting out from the rooftop, but also the subtleties as well as, of including that special part of your language mm. in in a song that's now, you know, because like I said to you on the weekend, you're a recording artist now. Like, it's oh, my God, fun. girl.
2: Have we got two tracks? on am like, listen, two tracks. <laughs> yeah. Two tracks. yeah. We're definitely not getting royalties. We have two tracks.
0: <laughs> I mean, you're halfway to an album. <laughs> <laughs> a little EP, yeah,
2: definitely.
0: Um, you know, talking about your overall drag journey on the show, um, one thing I noticed that you said is that, and this was like something that really was a light bulb moment for me when I when I read it was that on the show you wanted to be yourself. You wanted to resolve things how you would resolve things. This show creates a lot of heightened. Um, personalities it's a pressure cooker there's people behaving how they probably wouldn't behave in the real world but you did a really good job to consistently approach things in a very cool calm and collected or you know stab you with that look from your eyes kind of way and was that really important to you to do that and to go into the show just to be yourself
2: Yeah, like I think it was really important because I think the the main thing I was worried about and I think the thing that I found really difficult to let go of in the first sort of like four episodes, which is a half bloody season, um, was like knowing knowing that, you know, um, I was going to be edited by a group of people that don't necessarily Mm -hmm. understand um, the references or what I represent. You know, and actually, the beautiful thing about you know Warner Brothers and you know the the incredible producers that we had on board is they took a lot of feedback. You know, especially that conversation around race, around you know any conversation that I had around like cultural anything. You know, they they listened to to me and they really like went out and and found a, a team of people that were that were that did have the capacity and understanding of what I was drawing to to then walk in and you know and create my storyline through the show. So I think for myself, I think. Being myself was important, but I think it was also knowing the importance of what I represent because I was saying I'm representing my culture. I needed to walk in and go, listen, even in moments where I want to like absolutely scream and throw my like my brush at the wall, like let's figure out a way to just not react or try to respond in the best way possible. You know, some some days were, were, were better than others, but I think the majority of the time I tried to operate with grace and love. And um, you know, the thing about the show is like when you make mistakes, we all make mistakes in real life, but totally. for some reason the general audience, you know, have an issue with, with mistakes made on a you should be perfect and you shouldn't have that When I'm like, eat shit, like eat right. shit. it happens. It's my absolute ass. Like, don't don't even start. So <laughs> like <laughs> I think uh, it was important for me to to, to, to really try to um, to approach situations like I would in the real, real world because the, the main thing I was trying to get out of the show was, um, you know, I, I was trying to improve myself, not only as a drag queen, but also as a person. And I feel like the way that I approach things, you know, th- I'm never going to be in that position ever again. I'm never going to be, I, I really, and I'm one of those people that is a quick learner. And once I've learned something, I would never make the same mistake again. Um, yes. Also, when someone's prescribed something to me, I will take it on board. I will filter out the things that are necessary for me that make sense, and then apply them. And I think, you know, moving forward, um, yeah, I would never be in this in, in this position again. And I feel like I've, I've been set up for life because yeah. because I took my time, you know, and I really allowed myself to go through the depths of what I was feeling. I think, you know, if I was so again if I was to come back for All Stars or of the world girls those girls better
0: watch out watch out oh my god and there are two things I want to uh, finish up our chat with the first one is is I heard your special talent is that you can play the harp so put a pin in that for a second and then the second thing I obviously saw on Twitter is that you are now uh, a single lady and you must have your DMs flooded with requests <laughs> because you are the most beautiful drag queen and the most oh. beautiful boy oh, and i just like i'm girl you are in danger like I are you a single many,
2: <laughs> <laughs> auntie's got time now that the season's done to entertain me please like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I i i recently single so um which is good. You know, me, me and my um, ex-partner love PentaBits. We work together in the company and, you know, we're still like really, really good friends. It just, just so happened that, you know, I think after what I went through in the show, I definitely needed some, some time, some space to go out yep. and, you know, explore what I am, what I need. And, Brilliant. you know, I think it, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's an exciting time for me. So when I put that out, I knew exactly what I was doing and I did it on purpose. So keep the DMs coming, keep the dick pics <laughs> in, entertain Mama Kong. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: And can you play the harp?
2: Yeah, maybe. So, like, uh, like th- it's funny that you said that's a hidden talent because, like, there's so many things that I can do. And, like, if we did do, a ta- like, a talent portion, I had a couple of plans because, like, I'm also, like, a circus. So, like, I work in circus. So there were a couple of things that I wanted to do um, if we were to do a talent show, which I won't reveal because oh, if I do do an all-star yes. or down- that will work the world, I want to bring something that will, like, shake the children. So, Absolutely. yes, I can play the harp.
0: Oh, man, I have loved watching you on this show. You are just like the the biggest, softest personality, even though, you know, you are such a fierce queen in real life. And I think you really have a beautiful balance of that. And I can't wait to see what happens next with you. I'm sure there are so many things that are going on in your universe right now that are going to be super exciting. But just know that you were an absolute standout in this season and you just you brought it like. Like, I mean, there were so many times I was gasping and clutching my pearls, and you were just killing it. So, thank oh. you so much for chatting to me on the podcast. Thank you for your drag excellence. And um, I can't wait to see what's up next for you.
2: Thank you, Justin. I appreciate you, honey. I'll talk to you very, very soon.
0: Well thank you for joining me Like I said We've got one more episode With our Queen Spanky Jackson to go And I tell you what I cannot wait for you To hear this one Thank you so much For joining me And a big thank you To Queen Kong And also To Hannah Conda. If you want to follow me On social media You can at Just underscore hill, And don't forget You can catch Season 1 And season 2 Of the Stan Original Series RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under Only
1: on Stan